everyone, welcome to another episode of Career Core, the podcast by Colleges and Careers. And this week we are talking about a very interesting topic that I think you will all enjoy and hopefully learn something from. The topic is I no longer love my job. Full stop. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> snap. With us here is the usual, are the, the usual suspects, Lola, Joanne, and Shugomi. Yay. Hi, so, hi. Let's dive into this week's questions. And the first one is, I no longer love my job. Am I alone? Guys, you are not alone. That's all I can say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, personally, I just feel like um, in a situation or in the situation where you're finding the ick in your job, you are unlikely to be the only one. In your friend group, mm. in people, in a group of kind of your wider network, people close to you or your work network or your network outside of work, you are not alone. So do not feel the need to kind of manage this entire process of kind of feeling a bit dissatisfied in isolation because there are other people who are experiencing this, going through something similar, have similar thoughts on the mind, but haven't really had a chance to um, process those thoughts or discuss them with any, anyone. So I would you know, encourage you to, to you know, reach out to people, have conversations because you never know you could um, find a support group. Yeah, that's definitely true. And you feel like there's no one in those groups. Just ask us absolutely <laughs> we, we've been there we've been there <laughs> i think everyone actually gets yeah. to the point where it's like i no longer love my job yeah and even though contrary to a lot of things that we're going to speak on in the next couple of minutes it it's not an immediate sign to exit the fact yeah. that you no longer love your job in a certain season or a certain space it could just be like that that season is mundane there's nothing mm -hmm. new happening absolutely so i think really break it down i no longer love my job think about the whys which i think is is what we're coming to absolutely um so yeah the why why have why have things changed? Have things changed? Have things been added on? Do you have a new manager, an old manager? Break it down. Why don't you like your job anymore? So some common examples of whys, I guess, um, and maybe things to look out for when you're in this scenario. So I think generally I would suggest that you self-assess. Um, when you start feeling like you no longer love your job, I think you need to take a step back and consider what the different reasons could have been. Mm. So I would first think about what has changed in your job since, you know, so from love to a lack of love, what mm. changed? Um, and like Shwumi said, there could be various elements. Um, there could be a new manager. There could be a new element that you were not expecting. Maybe you're kind of more, you know, the verbose speaker kind of person and then they now tell you to come and start doing models and analytics. Mm. Yeah. And it's quite irritating. It could be the opposite, mm. vice versa. Um, it could be that, you know, your team has changed. You've hired a bunch of new people. You haven't really got to gelling with them. So the job now feels uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. um, it could be a range of things. I don't know if you guys have any other kind of examples of mm. some of these things. Um, but the, the self-assessment is the key first part, just understanding what the problem mm -hmm. is. Yeah. I think on top of that, it could also be that something in your life has changed. Mm. So sometimes... Maybe you've moved further away. Your commute is now, you know, not great. You're getting to work. You're tired already. And so like Joanne said, definitely assess. And I think, I don't know. I don't know about you, you guys, but how do you actually make the decision or come to the 
conclusion that you no longer love your job. I feel like it happens slowly. Mm. And it's, it's a gradual process. It's a gradual process. And I th- and the many factors, I think, it's not just, it's not often one It thing. doesn't happen at once. Like, yesterday I love my job, today I hate it. Mm. I think it happens slowly. And sometimes, even just admitting that, you know what, I actually don't like this anymore. It's hard. It's hard. Mm-hmm. And it's, but I think it's important. Mm. Because otherwise, you just be miserable and you don't even know why. There's also this other interesting angle, um, which is around kind of being content versus wanting more. Mm. And um, it's quite interesting because you can start to hate your job even if nothing changed. Mm-hmm. Nothing mm. changed it's all the same. around you, mm. but in you, something has changed. There's yeah. a new fire mm-hmm. exactly. that's been lit for something completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, um, something has come upon you in terms of maybe a revelation of something that you should be doing versus what you are doing. Mm-hmm. So your job, not the job itself, but you being in the job yeah. becomes a strain. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I think um, uh, whether some of us have experienced this or we want to share a bit about our experiences Listen. on this. Listen. All right then, Lala, we're listening. <laughs> <laughs> I Like I said in the last uh, episode, I'm at the place where I feel like I just need more meaning, mm. you know? And I don't know if it's a season. I don't know if I need to pick up something on the side that just has more meaning. But I just look around me and I think, you know, I'm I'm, I'm in a job where I'm, I'm in financial services and I'm helping ultimately people make more money. Rich people. Rich people already. Right. Um, the barrier to entry for wealth management is quite high. Very high. And I'm just know. thinking about, you know, you th- I think about the life, the, you know, the, the people around me, the life, you know, you, you watch things and you hear things and you observe things. And I just think I need to be doing something more meaningful. And that on top of massive structural change just makes me feel like, I don't know if I love this. You know, it pays my bills and I, I, I have a sense of respect and admiration for people I work with. But I want more. Like Joanne was saying, like I want more for mm-hmm. myself, for the world, for life. And maybe it's a phase, maybe I'll, I'll pass it. But I think I, I just have to take score mm. and really understand and be in, introspective. Is that the word? I'm yeah. Sure. yeah. Okay. It's a great word. Thank you very much. Be introspective about it and just think about what I can do. Yeah. Because there's no use sitting there thinking, I hate my job, I hate my job, I hate my job. What what am I going to do about it? So I think this here um, career call gives me an outlet to help people. And I think another question I have actually is how you avoid self-sabotaging when you're in this space of battling contentment and wanting more because i feel like if you fall into either extremes or both there are negatives if you're content to the point where it's like you're so laid back you're so relaxed there's no longer a dream Mm -hmm. or an objective you can just you can just be at the coast yeah coast if you're always wanting more it's never going to be good enough but yeah so how do you avoid sabotaging yourself within your existing role because you don't want things like that to show and they do if you're not careful that you're unhappy that you're discontent absolutely how do you practically manage those feelings feelings of contentment and wanting more i can't lie for me practical management is prayer and worship Mm. and um i think it comes from the fact that um you know being christian is innate to me it's 
like part of my being and so i just believe that in every season in every situation i'm there for a reason and so i'm just able to glorify god and like push myself to glorify god in that situation mm. um looking for gratitude points in that situation mm. even though the situation isn't perfect you know so a lot of people actually and i i, I mean recently actually i did a poll on my instagram which was quite quite illuminating <laughs> to be honest um so i think on that day um our marketing guru at colleges and careers oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> um she posted um this um thing about being grateful for your job i mean i don't necessarily remember the full details of what it said but it was kind of like it's a good grateful. day to have a job it's or a good day I to have remember. a job yeah. perfect yeah that's exactly what it said to be employed. Mm, and then i saw employed. that and it really touched me um it said it's a good day to be employed and it just hit me in a certain spot and i thought wow you know i think on that morning maybe i was a bit irritated going into work i have to be honest and i thought oh, as, as much as work can be a drag sometimes it's actually a blessing in so many ways and then i put this question out on instagram saying what is the thing you love most about your job and so many responses. I mean, there were some funny ones like leaving at 5 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> that was that really right? funny. Fair enough. <laughs> but then a lot of people said they loved their manager. Um, a lot of people said they thought they love meeting people from different backgrounds and actually being able to help them, you know, and um, being inspired by people that they've met you know, either, you know, the success they've had in life or, you know, how they've gotten to where they are, listening to people's stories, you know, mm -hmm. really engaging with people's real feelings and their life stories, um, becoming resilient, becoming mm. resilient. I mean, that phrase, wow. The That's fact a lot that of, yep. there's so much to unpack in that yeah. mm -hmm. because it doesn't mean that the journey has been perfect, exactly. but it means that you've been able to take true meaning out of the journey which is to me mm. is wild and like just learn to take things on and really like take things in your stride very very interesting points <clears throat> um people also said things like it keeps the lights on which is a very practical point right it pays the bills and a lot of the time i think you know in that season of the mundane in that season of hating things we sometimes forget the smallest thing like oh we actually get to do our nails Yes. Because you have a job. Because, because I, have a job. I can mm -hmm. afford it. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can actually eat mm. today mm. based on G-Grab. Mm. So I think being mindful of some of those things as well, there was something really cool that was shared about like the soft skills mm -hmm. and the hard skills mm -hmm. that people have learned on the job. So mm -hmm. even when the job becomes frustrating and difficult, they realize that they can speak to people. They can have conversations they can go out and find a, a new job because mm -hmm. of what they've learned yeah. in this job and how to manage people and deal yeah. with people yeah. um you know so i think there's so many like very cool things that you know can come out of a season of of you know working and in honesty i think um we just kind of always need to be mindful of those things when we do get the ick mm -hmm. at work mm -hmm. and take that opportunity to think about what there is to be grateful for yeah definitely oh i feel i feel spoken to <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just thinking about it to be a fair because i think i'm i'm the kind of person that i like a challenge i like to be challenged i like to feel like i'm learning i'm moving i'm you know moving forward so i i often get destination sickness like i get mm. here and i'm like mm, how about the next thing yeah. yeah and people have to remind me that 
you got this thing that you really wanted, you know, how about you just take a moment to breathe and appreciate <sighs> where you yeah. are and taking all you can take in. The truth is when I move on to the next thing, I remember I start to see the lessons I learned from the previous season. So I think mm. hating your job is actually a season you should embrace because you learn so much when you don't like something because there's that saying that there's love and hate take equal energy. So mm. it takes as much energy to love something as it does to hate it. So if you really don't like something, it means that there is some, it's sparking something in you which means that there's something that you can get out of that situation. Okay. And I'm speaking to myself sense. as I'm saying this. <laughs> 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 Preaching to the choir. Uh, yeah. So I think there's there's a lot to be learned because the truth about it is when I leave my like when I leave my workplace, I think about if I've had a rubbish day, I think about the things that I've actually learned like like you said resilience, learning to communicate even when you're unhappy. Mm. It's so important. I think when things are smooth and they're all dandy, it's great. But actually learning to operate at a high level, even when you're not happy, yeah. is is a challenge. And I think it's it's important, and important to skill to learn. Nicely. nicely, yes. Yes, it's it's a challenge. It's a lot but of self-exercise going yeah. on when you're in that space. Yeah. Absolutely. That's very necessary. And I, and if I don't think anyone's exempt from feeling that way. Mm-hmm. You will experience that feeling at some point in your life. Mm-hmm. Where is something that you've wanted you applied for this job at the end of the day you were mm-hmm. excited when you got now you're like no it's no longer what i want um so great points mm. and another thing that you slightly mentioned is taking up like side interests mm-hmm. if you feel like you're which personally i think is so key and i was having this conversation with a, a colleague of mine where he was saying for him it's he does photography outside work so i work in marketing and he does what he does he's a manager but he's also like a professional photographer outside that space. He said how it's so important to him to have a side interest because there's something else he can focus his energy on yep. when he leaves work. And mm-hmm. having options is important. Mm-hmm. You don't want to feel stuck. So when your job is all you do, What's, that, what, what next? Yeah. What next? When that one thing is no longer sufficient, it's not fulfilling you, it's not making yeah. you happy, you think yeah. your whole life is crumbling. Yeah. So side interests are extremely important, yeah. I would say. Yeah. I think it's very easy to build your identity in your job. Job, yeah. There was a time where I was like, I'm great. Someone had to actually remind me because I think I said something like, it was when I was leaving my old job and I said, oh, so who am I? What's my identity? And I said it like a joke, but they, the person now, you know, asked me, so did you, was your identity in the job that you had in this place? Mm. And I had to assess myself like, oof. Because for me, it was like, I have this job, I'm, I, I'm great at it, and I do this and I do that, and that almost became who I was. But there's so much more to who you can be, whether or not, you know, your job is A or B or C. Exactly. So exactly. definitely cultivating side, sometimes you call it side hustles, but sometimes it's just interests. Yeah. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to bring in money. It's nice when it does. <laughs> <laughs> Super um, nice. But just doing something on the side or outside of work that's, uh, fulfills you yeah as well so that if your job isn't going great you can rest in knowing that there there's something things. else that you know you can get that joy from and i think also whatever skills that enable you flourish at work can also be used in other spaces yeah. so i was saying so this is my colleague that's also a photographer he takes all our internal pictures all our headshots he does that oh, wow, cool. but outside work he takes the most amazing pictures like the coolest pictures I do marketing as my nine to five. I also do marketing here. So whatever skills enable you flourish yes. in your work mm-hmm. can also be used in other spaces that really 
have absolutely nothing to do with job. your yeah. job and then can help you have impact yes exactly where people are struggling yeah exactly feel the impact is lacking at yes. Work. yes yes um yes. definitely so we've spoken about figuring out if you're alone if you're the only person feeling um a certain way about your job or not loving your job any longer we've answered that you're completely not it's very normal lots of people feel that way we've also spoken about interests and why um, but I think what is important is what a lot of people want to know is what to do when they're in this situation. Do they leave their job? Do they speak to their manager? Do they take time off? What do they? Do? What What do you do first of all if you're in this situation? Hmm. Um, I guess the first thing I'd say is that you need to remember that you're not the problem. Um, sometimes hmm. when you get to a stage where your job feels a bit off and you're kind of not really gelling with what you're doing anymore you start to wonder whether it's personally you that fell out of the organization or out of the role or just kind of off the radar anyway but it's not you Mm. um you may have grown a bit or something may have changed or something may have happened so just don't basically blame yourself or feel like you're a failure because it's not really worked out the way you had anticipated and often like people big up job obviously we talk about you know getting a new job or being excited about joining a company and you know we now feel like "Ah, we've been making some serious noise about this job and now (laughs) it can't click anymore like how am i supposed to now go and really talk about that so you're just feeling a bit of shame so I would say there's really absolutely no need to feel those things. It's mm-hmm. very normal. Mm-hmm. This is a normal cycle. You know, it happens, personally, in my opinion and my experience, it happens every two to three years. Mm-hmm. Every two to three years, this feeling of discontent, mm-hmm. you know, this growing feeling, it's very normal. <coughs> so I'm even less. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, in terms of what to do, um, besides, like, seeking interests from, you know, or your personal interests and kind of, taking your skills from work and using them outside mm-hmm. of work. Um, I would say that it's quite important to figure out or start trying to figure out what you might want to do next. And sometimes it takes a bit of time. So there'll be an overlap in the time that you're still working in this job and kind of hating it and figuring out what might be next for you. Um, and I think you should really embrace that time. You know, Don't feel the need to like, I think it's quite impulsive to just wake up and quit your job unless you have money personally (laughs) unless you're rolling in it then you know that's a whole different uh angle Mm -hmm. but personally if you are looking to get another job because you actually need the income etc i would um just start doing some research putting out feelers um linkedin is a great place to put out feelers i was actually talking to someone about that recently Mm -hmm. um they give you all these options that like are you actively looking casually looking open mm. to offers mm. so you kind of just get the chance to see what's out there and start having conversations and basically not doing like direct applications which can kind of feel quite draining mm-hmm. especially when you're still in a job still having to work and then also having to write cover letter after cover letter mm. so i would suggest um you know taking your time using LinkedIn and also um, reaching out to recruiters. Um, after you've had your first job, recruiters are great. For your first job, they're horrible. But <coughs> after you've had your first I job, I want to hear that story. They're great because they they connect you to companies. They're quite close to the situation. Um, and yeah, we can also help. Yeah. Come, come to us. We'll talk to you out of where you are. I think for me, Exactly what you said, LinkedIn. Strangely, I find that when I'm in that situation, 
<clears throat> what helps me is actually going for interviews. I don't know, there's something about interviews that just gives me a confidence boost. Maybe it's the preparing for the interview or the fact that I actually got an interview. So what I've done in the past, actually, personally, uh, feeling a lull in a job, I just, you know, put on LinkedIn. And LinkedIn makes it so easy. You just flip a switch and recruiters start calling you, Absolutely. literally. And if your LinkedIn isn't primed for that, so if you feel like, well, no one is really, tech, you know, talking to me on LinkedIn, adjust the words that you use in your uh, job descriptions and your bio and things like that because that's actually how recruiters look for people so they will literally just search project management or business analysts and fire emails to the people that come up so i just you know spruce up your linkedin spruce up your cv spend some time doing that it will also help you to think about the things that you've learned from that role as well um and if someone calls you for an interview or something and you have the time go i would say because sometimes it helps you to see actually what other places are doing and what other places are looking for. And sometimes it's just a confidence boost, you know, that someone, you know, you are hireable out there. And it also helps you to identify the skills that maybe you're lacking that you can then seek to um, upskill yourself in your current job. So if you feel like you've learned everything that there is to learn, go for an interview and you will find that there's actually another thing that you don't know that you don't know. So that will be my my take. Totally agree, Lola. Um, I think also when you start looking for new opportunities, don't be afraid to like reach out again to your friends, mm -hmm. um, reach out to old colleagues from you know past lives for coffee. Catch That's up. how I got my current job, actually. Now that you say that, Honestly, yeah. Coffee, catch ups, just explain how you're feeling. You know, I, I, often you don't even have to say too much for someone to start talking to you about an opportunity when you're just like. Mm, you know, yeah, it's okay. At the moment, I'm just feeling a bit, you know, like I could do something more exciting. Then they're like, oh, yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. So people get quite, you know, um, responsive or they're quite responsive to mm -hmm. even just a question, an open question, or even just you expressing how you feel about your work. So mm -hmm. I would definitely connect with people. Um, yeah. Because people in other organizations that you might be interested in will know the quick way to get to get through they'll pass your cv to someone and you won't have to go through lengthy mm -hmm. application processes you can also just take time out to travel um yeah if you have buck <laughs> you say that but i know a couple actually strangely they just had a baby and they weren't traveling with their baby i don't know how i haven't spoken to him since to really reconcile i don't get it either okay. but they weren't traveling with their with their baby um I haven't spoken to the guy since, so I don't know how it went. Yeah, I really want to know. Maybe I'll reach out to him. Maybe I'll reach out to him now. But they went and they did a few countries. I'm not sure that. Well, maybe I'll ask him on the next podcast. I'll let you know what he said. That'll be interesting. Yeah, but definitely, you know, traveling. Also, yeah, taking sabbaticals. Yes. A lot of companies offer, you know, some unpaid leaves as well so you just you can just take like a month six weeks yeah, if unpaid if you can afford it yeah of course take unpaid leave, take unpaid leave. just you know change mind. change your scenery mm -hmm. yeah clear and, the mind and come back fresh go somewhere or take unpaid leave and you know look for a job or become a singer i mean you know whatever just work for a charity yeah Mm. I like the love unpaid leave. Well, I don't like the sound of it, but you don't like the unpaid part. I like the unpaid part. The leave part. <laughs> the leave part. The leave part is great. That unpaid part. Let's get mm. back. Let's get back to your. Or just you know, get pregnant and 
what about like at this point starting your own business there are a bunch of people who want that's to another start interesting angle. Such an angle and so once they start hitting their jobs um they don't want to keep actually earning working in some working for the man mm-hmm. whatever they want to become the man which is what um the cycle is crazy oh, but the yeah one. <laughs> so they want to start their own businesses really dive in there and they actually have the opportunity i mean what advice does anyone you know want to share any kind of tips on what to do if you're looking to hmm. i would say starting your own business is something you have to think very carefully about because first of all it is not cheap in money and emotional time and emotional everything however that said i think if it's something that you are really passionate about and you think you know stepping away from your job will allow you to really go at it and really push for it i would say go for it mm-hmm. one thing i i know people have done is start small and fund your business with your salary and then once it's you know at the turning point where you feel like if you had more time in the day or if you you know really went at it you would be able to take it to the next level then i would say that's the time to quit but i wouldn't say quit and then just start writing your business plan because that's not it's tricky it's really tricky because you can find yourself nine months in and you know business hasn't really kicked off you're not earning any money and and businesses take time to actually start earning money I think yeah. they take they take um, a lot of time very to start earning um <laughs> to, start to start being profitable. Absolutely. So I think you, if that's where you are, you think you you know you need some time to start a business. I would say think very carefully about it before you actually quit your nine to five, yeah, because definitely. business business running a business can be very expensive. I, I would echo that. I think it comes with a lot of costs, not just cost of the actual hard cost or financial cost, but mm. then opportunity costs and mm-hmm. a bunch of other things that you have to think about. So mm-hmm. uh, personally, I mean, I would try to balance it with your nine to five to begin with, mm-hmm. just to see how much effort you actually will dedicate to that thing. So I think mm-hmm. it's even more like a strategic point. So if you have something that you think you love to do, love to do, maybe you love to do it actually when it's not monetized. And then Very you true. really want to figure out whether you love to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think try to start monetizing it when you're working and see how much time you actually give to it and dedicate mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. Whether you find it um, a growing process, an interesting process, or quite frustrating. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that journey really teaches you sometimes that hobbies don't have to be monetized. You know, there's yeah. some things that you love that you can just love. And yeah. just do without, um, yeah. And do yeah. when, and they actually are act as well-being and stress relief for you, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas when you try to monetize them, it becomes a bit of a tricky... It becomes a chore, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I also have this question, actually, just around, like, well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Often I find that when I no longer love my job, it's actually first a function of burnout. So there's normally a few layers, but I find that burnout is also is quite like consistent in when I'm feeling like I hate my job mm-hmm. because I, I feel overstretched. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like it was a bad three weeks or four weeks with too much being required of me too many times in the week and me just starting to feel completely unable to deliver anything. Mm. Um, 
anyone know any cool ideas for how to manage just being burnt out? That's interesting. Um, or have been burnt out before? I have. I think it depends if it's burnout, 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 burnout. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes you find that there are maybe there's a three week stretch of you have a deadline or something, and you know there's a lot required of you during that stretch. Most organizations would hopefully allow after that some time, like a, like a lull time. But in some organizations, you just have burnout, 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 yeah. and literally that's all it is. Honestly, I would say take a holiday. Um, that's my first. Uh, that would be my first instinct to just take a holiday, even if it's just a weekend. Just you know, go away. I think clear your mind. It kind of goes back to our point from our previous podcast when we were talking about like balancing work, mm-hmm. um, work life. Was mm-hmm. that the word? Work life balance and finding out what it is that helps you like relax or helps you. Mm. have fun in what you enjoy doing outside of work mm-hmm. because I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I know exactly the solution for burnouts I actually don't mm. um, and the way people relax is different how people distress is different mm-hmm. for some people going on a holiday it seems like a great distress personally like if I'm feeling really stressed I don't want to go anywhere mm. like anywhere new or like foreign or that has mm. to, to require me thinking mm-hmm. I'm like where can I think the least probably mm-hmm. at home yeah 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 um, so I think it goes back to the point of knowing things that help you distress or yeah. things that help you relax. And that might mean some time off work. Just yeah. at home, yeah. You yeah. don't have to go anywhere. Yeah, just take it all day. Take, I've like, been saying, like, time. I actually want time off to just be in London and run around London where I live. Like, I don't want time off. Because if everything, like, everybody's time off is booked for holidays. Like, once mm. they book time off, it's because they're not in the country. Whereas I'm like, I'd like to just stay just home chill. for a week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if that's what, yeah, if that's what helps you, then, you know, take the time off and just be at home. Yeah, to the point yeah. of taking time off, actually, I know some people who have recently had quite tough time, uh, tough times at work in the past maybe two to three months and had to basically go to the hospital. And get, Whoa. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So either I know some people that have had like nervous breakdowns at, while at work and then needed to really take some time off to recover, etc. before going back. And I know some people who who have kind of had their managers verbally abuse them or speak to them in rude and negative ways that have caused them to have just mental health issues. So self-doubt, anxiety, excessive like worry, a bit of self, self-loathing as well. Um, and these kinds of things really obviously push you to a place where your job becomes unbearable. And if you're listening and your job is unbearable, like you really feel like you, your manager is not constructive, everything around you is negative, I would suggest that you really go and speak to HR. Like you don't don't feel like you have to endure, um, endure mm. that scenario or that context because it can be very, very damaging um, just mentally, especially when you're quite self-assured, you know who you are, you know, or at least you believe in yourself and then to be, consistently um pegged down by someone or put down by uh, colleagues in a work environment can be very damaging so i would encourage you to reach out to hr get some time off often that time off is paid so i know people who have been in this scenario and that time off was paid they just had time away from their manager to now consider and re-strategize where they would want to go uh, next 
to maybe try something else in the company uh, in a place that was more welcoming and accepting mm. so if you're listening uh, please take a step yeah definitely it's not all situations you have to push through some you actually just have to walk away, walk away Absolutely. Yeah. so i think yeah definitely important to analyze the degree to which you're not loving your job mm-hmm. if it's things that are detrimental to your well-being then it might it might be time to leave the building on a quite philosophical note though are we is it i'm, I'm hearing that a lot like you know, people are being burnt out at work. And it's not just the burnouts I heard of before, you know, I joined the workforce, but, you know, people being anxiety levels mm-hmm. being raised, managers being really mean. Mm-hmm. I heard someone told me um, this weekend that someone filed a grievance and the manage- the their overall boss was, you know, put on suspension. And I'm like, I had never heard of that before. So what is happening? Like, is it is there is there increased pressure? Is there, think, you know... I think, well well-being at the moment is such an important topic like i don't know a couple of weeks ago at my firm um we're preparing for the new interns and someone was talking through like their itinerary they were like oh um they're going to spend four weeks in this rotation four weeks in this rotation they'll have this project this project this project this and then someone on the call was like um what about their well-being in the eight weeks like you're giving them four side projects two rotations how are they supposed to complete you know that you basically don't want to break these people down to the floor before they join the business Mm -hmm. you want to invite them to Mm -hmm. join here and work here and believe that this is a place where people care about people so Mm -hmm. don't overload people who are new Mm -hmm. to business environments in the first place yeah and it was kind of an aha moment you know but i think well-being is being taken a lot more seriously like um, people are obviously doing the programs and all the things that are kind of quotes and unquote. So yoga, at mm-hmm. work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, meditation, whatever. But I think there's a, there's a lot more to it, Ola, as you said. And, and I think now people are getting reported a lot more steadily. Like people are not... People are not taking it anymore. People are not anymore. taking it anymore. Mm-hmm. They're not mm-hmm. um, just folding their arms and sitting back to wait for the promotion. Or Fair. To to manage it so that, oh, they can be elevated or whatever, you know. Um, so people are managing to wait for a promotion or, you know, just managing for, for the sake of managing or because they need the pay. People are actually now taking steps to um, fight against that behavior, which I think is really powerful, Yeah. Um, especially in the UK. I'm not really sure how it works in other countries, so I feel Nigeria is nowhere near that Mm-hmm. I, I agree with that statement um, because you know just anecdotal feedback from people but mm. it's quite important that you know if you are in an abusive situation whatever kind of abuse at work because they're different cats mm. um, and just be aware you know it could be just the way someone talks to you um, it could be the way pe- you know, people approach you maybe even physically relate with you you know sexual whatever you know you really need to to speak up step yeah speak up yeah amazing um so yeah we've talked quite a few topics we've spoken about interest we've spoken about uh, well-being which i think is very key we've spoken about the reasons why and different ways you can manage such a situation but I think the overall summary is to really think about why it is you're feeling this way and then establish a way to move forward. Mm-hmm. And like we've discussed, there are many ways. You can remain in the company and take time off. You can potentially leave. But I think also speaking to someone 
um about how you feel someone who could potentially help you or could or can understand or has been in a similar situation it's probably maybe the first the very first thing you should do before making any decision but on that note um this is all from us for this episode and on to our next episode i'm shibomi lola thanks for listening and joanne thank you guys bye bye bye